Is it intimate for you? Is it the capacity to see the other person clearly? To hear them, understand Intimacy them? and closeness, far from fostering deeper sexual desire, can be the very ingredients that destroy So, I know excitement. you probably think conscious intimacy is about, you know, some sort of uh, tantric breathing or some sacred copulation. Like, oh no, intimacy is something I deeply crave. Trust me, I have no commitment hey, issues. I don't know if you've noticed this, but intimacy seems to be really hot right now. I'm kind of seeing it as a bit of a buzzword this year, especially in the world of love, sex and relationships. It's kind of everywhere. And I mean, it's not new. I mean, it's it's a basic human need. But lately we've been seeing more and more emphasis on intimacy and how important it is, especially on Insta and on our screens. Now, if you haven't listened to our Ida O'Brien episode of the podcast, please go check it out in the feed. Basically, she's an intimacy director who works on the sex scenes of honestly some of the most groundbreaking shows of the year, like Normal People, I May Destroy You and Sex Education. She told us this about why we're hungry for intimacy right now. To be able to to ask for what you need, to, to in particular to, to say what you don't, what isn't suitable for you, so that you can be free and open with your partners, with everything that is okay with you, and then to you know have that exploration and that, and that joy and that journeying allows us, yes, to be more intimate. That is what intimacy is, isn't it? It's opening up into me, see, see into me in all that I am, and that coming together in that place you know, that is the epitome, is, is the pinnacle and the beauty of our human expression, isn't it, in our love? <sighs> isn't it just so good? But it's not always that easy. Nat Tenchich here, and yeah, we might be dating, hooking up, or be in long-term relationships, but some of us can really struggle when it comes to forming those deeper emotional and physical connections. So how do you break that barrier and open up more? And how do you meet your need for intimacy if you struggle with it? We'll get into that soon and find out a bit more about why it's important. But first, speaking of hot right now, it's not just Ida O'Brien who's working hard to create intimacy on screen. A good friend of the hookup, sex and intimacy coach Georgia Grace, was actually just on The Bachelor sharing her expertise with the contestants. Ladies, I'd love you to meet Georgia Grace. Georgia is an intimacy coach. Morning, Georgia. Hello, good morning, Osha. Georgia is going to run you through exercises designed to stimulate the senses and hopefully help you guys get reconnected. So this exercise will be touch and touch alone. So you will have the opportunity to touch Lockie while he is blindfolded. So how was that experience? It was great. I think it's such an exciting thing, as you said, Nat, the fact that we are having these mainstream conversations around intimacy and valuing the importance of that. So my role was to support Lockie and the women. They had just come back from that pretty intense lockdown. They were really missing each other. So it was the opportunity to connect in, have a bit of fun, learn something new. Um, And I think ultimately that it's quite rare that you get to see an intimacy coach when you're in the new part of a relationship. So hopefully they learn some really great skills that they can take away into the relationship. And of course there's, you know, one relationship at the end, but (laughs) I think it's 
awesome to know that we are in a space that it is becoming really normal and expected that we get coaches, therapists, experts and professionals to support people in learning and exploring intimacy. Yeah, intimacy in a weirdly unintimate setting as well um, with everybody Mm. watching on TV. Um, Why do you think this work is being, you know, is having such a moment right now? Mm. Well, I think I do want to preface that there have been some amazing um, people working in this space for years, years and years Mm -hmm. and years. But now that we have access to this on social media, when, of course, we're not being shadow banned or blocked, um, that there is a greater access to finding all this information. I have seen a few key things that have played a role. So if we're looking at the Me Too movement, that was a very obvious revelation. Revolution and shift in recognizing that we need support in intimacy. People need uh, to receive therapy, uh, to work through anything that has happened to them, but they also need to learn these really vital skills on how to be intimate with someone, how to develop a relationship. And since having those open conversations about sex it's kind of snowballed into this really common thing and now we're seeing some you know incredible pleasure activists and influencers who are getting behind the messages so yeah it is spreading pretty fast but it of course there have been some incredible humans who have been really slogging away at this tirelessly for years Um, but now it's just I guess a bit more mainstream. Yeah, George is so right. There's been some incredible work in the space with people like Ida, Esther Perel, who you can hear me speaking to in your podcast feed, Dr. Douglas Kelly, Alain de Baton. But I guess now, especially with the year we've had, we're all feeling a bit hungry for something more real, you know, deeper, stronger connections. If you're feeling a bit confused about what I'm actually really talking about, Here's how Georgia defines intimacy. A closeness between people in personal relationships. So that could be intimacy with a lover or partner, friends, family, and so on. It's when you can really connect in with someone, you grow together, you care about them. And ultimately, I think it's something that is built and does take intentional time and practice to build it. Uh, But yeah, it's not just, I think if we're looking at intimacy as the word, sometimes it's used uh, to mean sex or pleasure, but it is quite different, I think. Um, So G, like how would you define the kind of intimacy people are looking for today romantically um, Mm. and how do you find it? Mm. So ultimately, it's such an individual thing and intimacy will mean different things to different people. And ultimately, I think it's something that is built and does take intentional time and practice to build it. So what would be really great for those listening is to get a sense of the type of intimacy that works for you. And there are many different types. Some could be emotional, intellectual, physical, experiential so when you experience things together it could be spiritual sexual a a whole range of other things Um, so it would be really interesting for you to figure out what how do you define intimacy what are the types of intimacy that you love that help you feel alive that help you feel connected to your body and others and then communicate that to the people around you so that you can explore that and experience that with them 
Intimacy comes with, you know, comes out of like trust, right? It it comes when you are somebody with special knowledge about someone. Um, some, you know, you are a bit more of a special person because you have been able to see into someone's like deeper inner life, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And that's Esther Perel's famous coined term, intimacy or into me, I see mm. or something like that. <laughs> but it it does, it looks at that, that concept of trust in order to share personal parts of yourself, like your most embarrassing secrets or things that were um, foundational for who you were, your fears and so on that when you feel that you can trust someone or or they feel that they can trust you, showing that to another person is a wonderful way to build a sense of intimacy. And, and I guess trust is, a, is one factor. There are a few other key factors like acceptance, so accepting them for who they are and all their weird humanness, mm. um, honesty, the, and honesty not meaning that you need to tell them everything, but honesty in um, setting and or establishing how you what you expect or how much you expect to share when it comes to being intimate and and having that with each other safety is also really important I think that is a foundation for really great intimate sex and relationships to create a sense of safety and then of course there are others like compassion affection and communication which I will always speak about so trust is a big one and there are lots of other factors and this again will probably be different to different humans so Mm. maybe you can speak about the ways that you like to feel intimate or the the things that sort of support you in feeling intimate but then you could speak about the key factors that allow for you to really ease into intimacy. You talk about the fact that you can have intimacy without sex can you have sex without intimacy? Good question I think you, well, I mean, you can, you, you of course can. And I think the interesting thing that I hear time and time again in the people that I work with is that they will say their sex they have is intimate and connected sex. So whether that is intimate with, they're feeling intimate and connected to their own body or they're feeling intimate and connected to other or others, they will mark that as the best sex they've had and the sex that they like to have. So you absolutely can have sex without intimacy, but you're looking to have more fulfilling experiences. There are some really you know, practical things that you can do that don't just involve eye gazing or breath work, which I'm a huge fan of, but if that's not for you, there are other ways that you can build intimacy too. Okay, let's talk about some of those. So what are some of those ways that you can build that intimacy? So I would say start with communication. What I would speak to is the the most important thing. So good communication skills, talking about what you want, like, need, getting really curious, learning about what they want, like, and need. I would also say start slow and gently that if you are maybe new or you have a bit of fear around intimacy or you're in a relationship that hasn't had intimacy in it for a while, don't go in hard and fast. I would always recommend starting slowly and gently so that you can really tune in with each other, lots of opportunities to discuss what's working, what could make it even better. Voicing your desires 
balance is um, such a powerful thing. So I also recognize it can feel really confronting, but it is really important for you to have the kind of sex that you want. So practice voicing your desires. So if you want to kiss, that doesn't lead to sex ask for that if you want to be touched in a specific way ask for that and be receptive to when people voice their desires too not meaning that you have to do everything that people ask you of course need to set your own boundaries but getting really curious around uh, speaking and asking for what you want and need I would also suggest receiving some kind of education. So as we've spoken about, there is so many different ways that you can get educated on this topic. There is so much free content out there about really amazing things that you can do. So get educated. If you feel like you need to invest, there are great professionals who could work in more of the therapy space or maybe more in the coaching. So there's lots out there. And then seek professional support if you do have certain issues or concerns that are coming up um, and it feels too heavy for you get that support um, because even one session with someone could sort of support you in sort of going down the right direction look and don't be worried if it's something you really struggle with intimacy doesn't come naturally to everyone take it from one of the world's most sought after intimacy coaches Sean Bodrum. She hosts Sexology on Quibi, has a massive YouTube channel dedicated to sex and intimacy education, and shares the love on her Instagram. And good news for you, she says you can get better at it. I think that if you want to be great at this, if you want to be great at love, if you want to be great at sex, if you want to be great at having close, intimate, vulnerable relationships, the steps that I would take um, would be sort of like the, the typical steps or anything else. A lot of people are sort of more learn as you go along or the experiment experiential process or they really more so believe in feeling your way through it or intuitively guiding yourself through it that way. Um, that just never worked for me. That was never my way. And so I think that I, I try to appeal to people who maybe it didn't just work out. You know, the whole just thing, right? Just be yourself. Just put yourself out there. Just communicate. And you're like, I've been just doing all that shit and just nothing is working. Um, (laughs) If you're in that position, then I think that my formula might be advantageous to you. But if you're the person who just wants to wish on a star and that works out for you, that's amazing too. I think you you hit on something really well there that like everybody has different aptitudes, right? Like just people are very different. And for some people, intimacy is really easy. Like I've met people, you know, I'm a person like that where it's like, I just fall in love with everybody and it's really easy like because some people are just like that but then you know we get lots of emails on our show and people getting in touch saying how do I meet someone like how do I get somebody to like you know and I, I think that framing like get someone to like me is already you're starting off on kind of the wrong foot but like a lot of people like really struggle to to make connections and there's just you know but I guess I like what you're saying because it means that you know even if you're not sort of unnatural at it you can improve and you can get better and you can work your way to being able to form those intimate connections and I love what you said just about this being a natural skill set of yours you know in life we all have gifts and we all have 
areas that we have to work on. One of my favorite business quotes is to sell your strengths and buy your weaknesses, but you have to be like intuitively aware of what those things are. Some people are naturally very flexible. Some people are just really apt at math and some people are great connectors or they grew up in a certain household where they were around somebody who was a great connector and who educated them and they experienced a lot of scaffolding. Um, what the, in this area in particular, I think what the common running theme amongst all of us is that very few people have gotten exceptional sex education or intimacy education or emotional intelligence education. So it's probably more likely that this is an area that most people are not that great at um, versus math. We've all gotten a bit of math training. You know, we've all gotten a bit of, you know, home economics. And so I think that there's a lot more people who are not that great at it than people who are great at it. That doesn't take away from the fact that there of course are people who it just clicks for them. And that's a wonderful story too. But that isn't everyone's story. And I think that it's important to embrace that fact. If you are finding that loving and connecting is not as easy and as joyful as you expected it to be. And if you are in that place, that's okay. That's what sexology was created for. That's what the hookup was created for. That's what so many incredible experts are really here to guide you. And I want to implore people that reaching out and taking that helping hand can be fun. It can be sexy. It's consensual. It's hot. And um, I'll be there. You'll be there. So it's a party. You're invited. Awesome. I'm loving this party. Let's let's get it going. Pops <laughs> off. Yes. <laughs> I think we love an intimacy party. I don't even know what it would look like, but I give it a go. Of course, you're invited to. But if you're someone who struggles and you're thinking, yeah, no, I'll pass. Don't worry, you're not alone. And George is here to help. Here's some of her advice she gave listener Philip, who finds it hard to open up and get close to people. So I, I struggle to be emotionally in, intimate with someone. Um, and I guess I think it stems from coming out to my family when I was younger. Um, it wasn't really well accepted. And so I've always had the idea of people not liking like, sort of the real me, not being fully accepted for who I was. And that feeling has sort of stayed with me into my, my personal relationships now. And I, I'm always guarded. I don't feel like I should be putting myself fully out there because I'm scared that other person will not really like who I am. And um, mm. it's something that I've just always ignored because I guess in the gay, in the gay hookup culture, it's so easy to just sort of skip all that emotional intimacy and go straight into sort of like, um, the sexual stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Philip, and where do you kind of get to when it comes to the intimacy conversation? Do you shut it off before you allow yourself to engage or have you ever tried and hasn't gone according to plan? What, what's been your experience? I think in past sort of relationships, I have to like sort of really, really like that person. And so mm. when that does happen, I fall quite hard and then it usually overwhelms the other person and pushes them away. And then so mm. I have the idea that, you know, when I do eventually become emotionally interested with someone, then the other person just wasn't feeling it. And then, it, yeah, it sort of scarred me. Yeah, and that, that, that fear of being too much. But you yeah. are just a, a human being who is feeling and that may have been too much for someone, but it would be just the right thing for someone else. And mm. I think what could be really useful and what we work with will be your learning edge. So your learning edge is 
is the space that feels slightly uncomfortable because it's new and you're doing things differently. But if you continue doing things that feel really normal, feel really sort of in the known, they're how you're always operating, you won't learn anything new or you won't do anything differently. If you push yourself too far, then that also won't be useful. So what you're looking for is your learning edge. And there are Mm -hmm. a few things that you can do if I guess you're wanting to be at that space. I I think there's great power in naming what's going on for you um, in a way that feels useful. So it could be saying that being open with the person who you're attracted to or you're interested in and just kind of naming how you're feeling, it will feel vulnerable and it will feel quite open because it is. (laughs) But ultimately to have deep intimacy, it is does take a a certain amount of openness and vulnerability. And it would also be great for you to really get a sense of your boundaries. So what is good for you and what isn't, what you are okay with and what you're not okay with to get really clear on your own boundaries so that you can maybe communicate that really clearly and also hear other people's boundaries really clearly. Um, So then you can kind of do it in a, in the safest way possible for for your nervous system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that definitely sounds like something that I should look into and think about. And obviously, if you struggle with intimacy, you'll have your own very individual reasons. There might be stuff from previous relationships or your childhood or trauma. And the best way to work through that is, like Georgia said, get some professional help. Because guess what? Making those connections... And opening yourself up, it can be scary, but it's totally worth it. And of course, there's so much information in the great wide world. Lots of great videos, TED Talks, books, and Instagrams, including ours, which you can hit up if you have any more questions about anything. Or if you have an issue or story you'd like to share, we would love to hear it. You can reach us at thehookup at abc.net.au. Catch you next time.